Hey everybody, this is Michael and welcome to the Campaigns Made Men podcast, episode 13, Into the Wastelands. You hopefully remember from last episode that the PCs finally managed to make it outside of the city of Mariposa after a sort of interesting conversation with the Queen. Uh, Once they got outside, they entered into what was sort of described like an Egyptian-style open-air market bazaar, and they eventually met up with one of Zane's father's good friends. I keep referencing him as the Sala character. That's who he's based off of from Raiders of the Lost Ark. Uh, his name is Belmond, but we sort of forget that partway through. I don't know if it's this episode or the next one, and we actually just start calling him Sala. So let that be a lesson to you as DMs. Just name characters what they should be named, and then you won't have that problem. Or at least write them down. Apparently I was bad at both of those. Uh, from a technical standpoint, I just wanted to mention that you might notice, I know I did when I was editing this episode, that I was struggling as a DM to do a good job of being just sort of creative on the fly, thinking up names, descriptions weren't that great. And uh, just want to kind of let you guys know that this was my first session back after my surgery. I was still on some medications. I had been off for seven weeks. And I just, as a DM, I probably wasn't at 100%. Please enjoy episode 13 of the campaigns, the Made Men podcast, Into the Wastelands. So unless you guys want to rewind any little bit, we're going to start with you guys just now leaving. So you're basically two seconds walking out into the desert. You got a pack mule with a little wagon sled thing. Got enough provisions for two weeks, which should be more than enough to get you there and back. And we have, uh, is the innkeeper following us? Yes, he's going with you. What's his name again? Belmond. So basically Belmond is Sala from the Raiders of the Lost Army. So, what'd you name your Komodo dragon? Grexel. Okay, so... Obviously. Come on, Grexel. That will not be confusing. Grexel has a dragoon. Oh. Beware of the dragoon. Alright, so you guys spend the first three days, or excuse me, first two days, walking through the wastelands. Pretty much nothing happens. You walk, it's kind of hot, it's dirty and sandy. Yeah, you're having to pick your spots just so that the the wagon will make it through again going down. But the tower is visible in the distance. Yes, we're just walking straight. You're basically walking straight to it. Normally, like if it was heavy forest, like in the old days, it probably would take a little longer to get there. Pretty much since there's nothing in the way, three to four days is about how long it should take you to get there. At night, it gets kind of cold and windy, but again, using your knowledges and and Belmond, you're able to find little alcoves or caves or just you know windbreaks so that you're you're pretty comfortable considering you're walking through the wasteland. So on the third day, you start to see signs like clouds of dust off in the distance that you would associate with uh, the elven tribes when they're moving, that there's enough of them that it kicks up clouds of dirt. So you have a feeling that there's probably 
a tribe of elves moving around. It doesn't mean they're coming your way. That doesn't mean they have anything to do with you. But you know that they're off in the distance and they're moving kind of in the same direction, like parallel, as if they're going to the Stone Fork Tower as well as you. Can I judge the distance from me to them and from how far they are to the tower? I roll an intelligence check for me. Geometry. Intelligence or wisdom? Intelligence. Yeah, it's intelligence. 21. 21. Okay. You imagine that if they're on their way to their tower, they probably will get there just before you, within like three or four hours, or a little bit closer than you. I've never to... been in the tower before. No, the, the tower... Have I ever been to the tower? No, the, the tower... didn't know where the tower yeah, was. It wasn't there. It literally rose out of the ground, like... So, what do I know about the tower that might help me... So this is one of those things about D&D that you just have to put up with. There's things that Zane knows about the tower that, that Evan doesn't, and because I wasn't sure when or if you ever would go to the tower, I didn't necessarily like give you a background on it. But basically, in short, the the, the tower predates the Gis. It, it was an elvish sort of citad- citadel before the Gis ever came. Oh, it was an, an elven one? Yes, it was uh, in this forest. Elves went there, and it was like a trading post from the forest to the city, Mariposa. So it's been around forever. When the Gis showed up, they took it over and made it sort of their home base. So the belief that your father had is that it would be filled not only with elvish treasures that predate the Gis, Gis treasures as well, because they kind of modified it and made it their own and updated it. And, you know, he, he always believed that if, if he could get in there, it would just unlock all these secrets from the elves and from the Gis as well. Then when the Gis left... Again, there was like a big explosion, mushroom clouds, nothing, and the Stone Fort Tower was gone. So we thought it was destroyed. Thought it was destroyed, but there was legends that it wasn't destroyed, that the guests actually had hit it before they left. No one knows why they would do that or what's going on, but supposedly it was still there. But, I mean, people would go, like, here's where the tower should be, and there's nothing. Okay. I I look behind me, and I want to see, like, how much dust are we kicking up by moving? Very little at all. So they probably can't see us? Probably not. And how is their dust cloud big enough that I'm like, oh, that's got to be at least 50 or probably 20? Probably closer to three, 300. Okay. All right. Zane, I've got a bit of a problem. What's that? I'm almost out of water. I've been drinking water a lot lately. And I want, outside of character, I want to say that I'm a little pale and I'm sweat, I've just been sweating like crazy. Sweating gravy? But I've just been drinking a lot of water and peeing a lot the past <laughs> couple of days. And I can't seem to hold any food down. Okay. Um, back to character. How far? We're I got still a piss. Like You're probably a day, a day and a half to two days away. All right. Well, that... What? <laughs> what a scenario. <laughs> that cloud off in the distance looks like it's a group, cloud? a tribe, a... Uh, Maybe a whole tribe. army... They're kind of based off the Game of Thrones movie, The Horse Lords. Like that's kind of what I'm envisioning. Like this whole, whole army slash like everybody goes. So it's men, women, children. You know, shopkeepers, black. It's the whole tribe moves together. For some reason, it looks like the elves are moving to the tower too. Can you see that cloud in the distance? The dust cloud. I see a cloud. The dust. The cloud of dust. The. It's not in the sky. (laughs) It's on the ground, and it's it's brown. It's a brown cloud. Do you see it? It's a shit storm. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> I was like a, a shark. <laughs> That's a brown cloud. Sorry. Oh, I see <laughs> it. That looks like it's got to be elves, and they're going to the tower. What? 
And that makes sense. I mean, this was an elven city. If it re- really reappeared, the elves would be just... I like can't see any elves. I see an elephant. Well, if we run into them, I don't want to deal with the possibility of them wanting to kill you guys. I don't know. They might let me go, but I don't even know that. Why? Why to which to what statement? Why would it let you go? Because my dad had a relationship with them, and they know who I am. They know who the occults are. How long ago? Before I came to the city. How long ago? When I was a young teenager. So they don't know you? They know who... Yeah, they, they do. They know who I am. No, they don't. Why are you telling me whether or not... I don't think we're going to make it. I think we should turn around. <laughs> Go back to the city? Yep. Why? Well, if you need water... Why would we an find drug addict who's going through withdrawal... No, I... I know what's going on, but I'm not. But we're not going back to the city. Why not? I think it'd be a better, safer idea. Don't worry. If Omi dies, Grexel will eat him. Well, well I, I think I, the, the mission's really important, but I just I want to know what's over there. But I think it's too dangerous. I think we should turn back. I saw, I saw um, some some uh, a scary monster <laughs> trailing us a while back. Uh, if if you turn, if you go back, there's no way I to make it back that. to the city. I didn't say scary monster. I said the name of something that we know lives in the desert. Because he said there's like crazy Sand, stuff that Sand demons. lives out here. I didn't want to tell you then to alarm you. Oh, but. the elves also have like giant scorpions that they ride like horses. <gasps> so we, I think we need to steer clear of the elves, but we need to get to the tower. What? Do you have any ideas? Uh, walk to the tower. Oh, do you wait, wait, wait! Run to the tower. That's faster. We might, they might see us though if we if we disturb too much dust. I mean, that's how we see them. Does it look like? Are we like in a valley and like up in a mountain? And how are we positioned? Right, right now, you're wise? pretty well flat. So uh, again, how come they cannot see us? Well, they're far away. They're so far away. You're just seeing their dust cloud. We can run. Well, okay. I bet that there's water there. Oh, me. At the time, you, you can ride Grexel. And I point to my one dragon. So that sounds like a great you idea. Probably could run and get there a lot faster, but you're not going to take your provisions with you. You're not going to run with the wagon and the sled because that's what's holding you back now. So that would be the only thing is you could do it, but oh, you have to leave your I water, about the wagon. food behind. Uh, how heavy is the wagon? <laughs> I mean, it's got enough provisions for five, four people for two weeks. Is that a <laughs> Can I pull it? You probably could, but it wouldn't survive. I mean, again, you're going to be going up and down through and. Like it would be getting clattered around like a rock in a cement truck. Uh, how many days are we? How, how far away a, are we? You're about a day and a half to two oh, days. Two. And two is seven plus four. We need 15 days worth of rations. <laughs> I won't let Brexit do the math for me. I've learned that. All right. Okay, team huddle. Bring it in. Okay. We, we need two days to go there. Two days to come back. That's seven. Plus three days to be inside, three days to come back. Six plus seven is 15. Hold on. Okay. I've got an even better idea. I know you love Grexel, Grexel. Bless you. But we could just take water and enough provisions to get there and maybe stay there. But we've got a tasty dactyl, Grexel, too. We could eat your lizard. (gasps) It's just a suggestion that he he suggested. If it came down to it. No. But that would spare us a lot of weight. Or we could put weight on 
We could put rations and stuff on the lizard. Yes. And we, the lizard will carry it. Can he move as fast as us with the rations on it? The lizard? Kind of meant, well, it's a Komodo dragon. You said, you said he's... I thought Komodo dragons were oh, like, as they're big, eight feet, like bigger feet than the table. Well, this one's like, it's a, I guess a baby. It's like the size of a dog. It's, they're monitors. It's, it's like an iguana. And it just, it's an iguana and it just runs all over the Alright, well we can either, we can either drop our shit right now and run there and get there ahead of time. But if we do get there ahead of time, I don't know what to expect when we get there. There could be no shelter. There could be no place to hide. We might not be able to get into the tower. So getting there ahead of them. This is what we're going to do. I got a great idea. Enough rations, food, and water to get there. Yeah. And enough rations if we get there to come immediately back. Yeah. That our halfway point, our way of no return. We know it's going to take us two days. <clears throat> but to get why? Why were you going to go there and then cu- and then turn around immediately and go back? Well, that's better than just not taking anything. At least we can make it back safely <clears throat> if we have to turn around. Realistically we'll speaking, let's just how take. Mu- hold on. Realistically speaking, how many? How, how much rations could we actually kind of eat? Yeah, that's what I, I, I like. How much are ten days worth of rations worth? Like, how heavy are they? I, mean, I think, if I remember, ten pounds. Probably the problem is how how are you carrying? I mean, I don't think you guys have backpacks. Is there? I have a tent. <laughs> well, if you're naked, you can throw it all in like Santa Claus over your shoulder yes. in a big bag. Is the wagon just a uh, an open, uncovered wagon? Yeah, it really basically it's like a sled more than even a wagon. Okay. So it's just like a like you see in the Adirondacks, you know, big sled um, tracks just covered with barrels of food and cheese and meats, salted. And the only thing I take are shirts. Or his giant tent. We it's my robe. In the knots. Could you? Could we use it to? Yeah. Carry the food. Yeah, it's a magical robe. It is it's magical. It's a. It's a bag of holding. So we could probably throw all, all of our rations. If he lays this tent that he's wearing out on the ground, we could throw all our wet rations in the center. Fifteen of it. days worth. Yes. He could tie it up and put it over his shoulder. Yeah, but he would be a naked Craigslist. I wear underwear. It's cool. He's very secure. <laughs> let's do that. And let's, let's just drop our shit right now. Grab your dragon. <laughs> and uh, we'll throw our food and everything. He's going to carry it and we'll try and move faster to the... Okay. I'll try to take... I'll try to take 11 days worth of rations. Okay. For all of us. For all of you. Uh, water, they're in barrels. So that would be the big thing too. Do I know, um, like, my knowledge of the desert, if I see something along the way, we could dig for water, they might lead us to water, or... It's possible, but there's no guarantee. 15 days worth of water is a lot. How far away are we from the people that I know in the desert? The the wrong way. Okay. Um, So it'd probably be a day to that, to their... But then we're we're too late. I think we should just take the wagon and just go. Just keep moving like we are, and then when we get there, they'll be there, and we'll just see what they're doing. I think you can see what they're doing because you're their friend. I mean, if if there's no way for us to take water, then we gotta take the wagon. Well, I mean, alternatively, what we can do is how far away are we? Two days, day and a half to two days at the same pace you're going now. We can take this for one more day. And then leave it there. Then we need less. You know what I mean? We'll well, the rest of if we leave all of our water in the wagon right here, we can travel a day without water, can't we? Mm-hmm. So, like, we could go there. If the, we yeah, don't find water this. along the way or if we're there and we need to turn back, we can go back to our wagon where the water Was is. Was Zane's buddy going with us? Yeah, Belmont's with you. How about Belmont? Just ride the wagon and all three of us go ahead when we get to that. That's a good idea. 
Okay, so you leave him with the wagon, you guys go on. Yeah, we'll take off ahead and he'll just they, stay behind. Take he'll keep like, moving with the wagon. We can take like three days worth of rations. Which and, is, and keep in mind, when I say a day and a half, I mean traveling for like eight, ten hours, sleeping for six to eight hours. So if you don't even sleep, he you can probably travel could be comfortably, there. but I mean, we can. Yeah, yeah, you know what I'm saying. Yeah. We need um, a way. We need. He should know not to like approach when he gets there. Stay far away. But then we need a signal or some way to find him when he gets there. You would be the desert expert. What would make sense? Fire at a certain point of the day, either in the morning or the evening. Maybe there's a shadow, like a shadow can be at a certain point from a rock formation. Well, is there any identifying like features around that there? Point. I, oh, I'm just throwing stuff. Yeah, well, you're not exactly sure where it is. I mean, exactly. Um, so you wouldn't be able to tell us if you got closer. <clears throat> tell him. I'm, I'm just going to tell him, find the biggest rock that you can see from the tower, and that's where you'll be. So when we're at the tower, we'll go around and see the biggest Big rock. rock. Okay. All right. So he tells you to be careful, uh, be safe, and uh, you know, leave something behind for him. Be well, Jones. All right. So you guys, are you going to push through the entire night or just... Run and sleep. We're trying to get there. We'll sleep. We can sleep for six hours instead of the usual eight. Do we need to if we're at full health and everything? Is there a reason to? Yes, it's called rest. But is rest going to give us anything? Yeah, well, he can't get his spells unless he rests. Oh, okay. That's uh, true. Plus, you Gretzel could get, has spells. You could get fatigue, and that would affect your. It's like a game mechanics wise, it can affect you. In game wise, Gretzel is sleeping. <laughs> <laughs> All right. So, uh, Constitution. Checks unless you have running or endurance as a skill, just to see if make sure you guys can do the force march. Survival, de- desert survival. Um, yeah, I'll choose that. Which just means I get plus five. Instead of if that's train. Seventeen. Seventeen. Twenty-four. You're able to pick out the best route for them to take. So when there is valleys or rocks or twists and turns. So you actually make the march a little bit easier than it should be. So you guys are very able to, to travel about one and, one and a half times what you normally would uh, through the desert on your rations without overdoing it. It's getting late into the evening, so you guys are going to rest for a few hours. You guys want to set up any sort of watch? Because six Greg, hours, yeah. Greg's going to protect us. The Komodo while you're sleeping? Yeah. Oh, little gra- the dragon? <laughs> little Greg. No, we should set up a watch. I mean, there's scary shit out here. Something could something could come up and we wouldn't have time to react. We need a watch. I can take first watch if you want. You can get a uh, full eight the, hours. I don't have the... Just take the last watch in the morning. I'll take the middle watch. You know I don't actually have spells, right? I know. I'm <laughs> playing into your... <laughs> I just wanted to double check in case you were confused. Okay. All right, so you're going to sleep a full eight hours? Because if he gets eight and takes the last watch, that means you'll have to actually take 12, 12 hours. 12 hours, oh. Which defeats the whole purpose of running. No. So are we just going to sleep for six hours? Yeah. Okay, so two, two, and two. Okay. Alright. So, constitution check. Only falls asleep. <laughs> yeah. for two, only for two hours. <laughs> well, so in, <laughs> in game, would you say, like, okay, well, he doesn't wake me up? So yeah, pretty much he's asleep. So, there's no watch anyway um, for the rest of the night. Well, technically, you know how, like, if you know you have to wake up at a certain point, you wake up like at some point around there. I always wake up way ahead of time, like right. for an interview. Or something. So higher low, low. You kind of start awake, and you just that sense that something's wrong. You just kind of feel like something's not right. Still dark, kind of cold. You're huddled up. You look over and you see Omi just face down in his own lap, snoring, 
and you know it's been well past two hours, probably closer to four okay. since. Uh, you know that really does kind of play into what the fatigue of my character, though, too, right now. I, you had some massive negatives on that roll anyway, so it's just lucky that you rolled two. All right, well, I'll, All right, so. I'll get up, and um, I'll just take a, a, a spot to start standing watch, and I'll just leave him where he is sleeping and leave him where he is sleeping, and I'll stand for what I think is two or three hours, and then I'll wake everybody up. Okay, go ahead and roll a d20 for me. Am I adding anything? <laughs> you have that funny feeling that you're being watched, like the whole hair on the back of the neck. I look at Grexel. And then I look at Grexel. <laughs> <laughs> and they're both asleep. And I look at Omi. Omi's asleep. So either you're as paranoid or it's nothing. What if so where what's the terrain like where we're sleeping? So, is there is it rocky? Are yeah, they up against a rock? Yeah, in my, in my vision, you're you're kind of down in like a little bit of a ravine taking some shelter for the mm-hmm. night. So you're probably like all backed up into like a little cove. So you've kind of got rocks on all sides of you, and just facing out. Probably kind of looking at each other. I would imagine you wouldn't build a fire because <coughs> you're trying to avoid detection. So it'd been a cold camp, and you guys are just all probably like two or three feet away from each other, sitting on rocks and okay. huddled up. I'm either, I'm gonna do. I'm gonna try to use um, sneak to sneak away from the camp, like either low crawl like a sniper, or just. You know, crouch as low as I can and try to sneak away, as if there was something watching. It won't see me leave, and I'm just going to go far enough away and find a place to hide where I'm within sprinting distance or running distance to come back, like in one turn. And I'm going to watch the camp from outside, okay. but also be able to look around still. Ten. Okay. Or do I? Is there automatically take ten on? No, that's that's a roll which I really liked. I hope they go back to it, but it's no longer in the D and D next roll. Why? I guess I thought it was too powerful. Too powerful, or just didn't. We just suggest as low as five. I don't know. Yeah, I just I actually thought it worked well. Um, so maybe when we officially get done, we might house rule it. All right. Um, so you start to do your crawl, and you know it's hard because you hear yourself anyway, so you're not really sure how much noise you're making. But you don't feel like you're doing as good of a job as you should. Um, but nothing happens. No one shoots you in the back with an arrow. Nothing crazy goes on. So you sneak to where you think you could have a pretty good view of them. Um, but you're still close enough that if something happens to them, you could run up. And you position yourself when you're watching probably half an hour, 45 minutes goes by, nothing. Dead silence. You will stay there. The rest I'm going to stay there for until I feel like another hour or two has gone by. Okay. And then I'll come back. I'll sneak back and to the camp. And then I'll just sit there for like 10 minutes, observe, and then wake him up. Right about the time that you're getting ready to come back, because you're basically already four hours into a six-hour mm-hmm. night. So by the time you've done this, it would be time for you guys to get up and go anyways. You kind of hear something above you, and then like little trills of dirt and rock kind of fall, and just like a handful of dust. A freeze. You hear a baby, baby crying. <laughs> That's so terrifying. dirt fell on me from above. Yep. So again, you're kind of like in a little bit of a ravine. So there'd be like a, you know, maybe six or seven feet above you, there's like a shelf that you'd climb out and you'd be on top Oh, so this is a very thin ravine, yeah. not like... Yeah, not like... Okay, like a lake bed. Yeah. Okay. I, I freeze, then I roll over onto my back and look straight up. I think you might see a shadow move, but it's hard to tell. Hmm. Keen intuition. Whenever you engage in a contest to spot a hidden creature, can I use my keen intuition? Sure. Oh, your d20 roll is treated as a minimum of 10 if I try and spot this guy. Okay. If there's something above there, I want to see if I can see it. Okay, so what did you roll? You rolled pretty crappy, right? Oh, is that... Well, this is for a spot check. 
It, am I, the roll that I did before was for what? Okay, never mind. So yeah, so go ahead and... I was confused. I confused myself. So I just can't get below a 10. Right. Then I add whatever. I add nothing to it, I guess. So just 13. You don't have a spot. Do I add a, my intelligence modifier? It would be uh, wisdom. So 16. 16. All right. Again, you think maybe a shadow move, but it's it's just too hard to tell. Is there high visibility right now? Well, as the, in darkness. Is it is it a bright night or a very low light? Low night? light, which you see well in the dark. But but your experience, you know that if it was an elf, I'm not saying it was. Like elves in the forest, these elves are like that of the desert. I mean, it's almost impossible to see them unless they want to be seen. They're experts at camouflaging themselves and being silent. I'm just going to lay there for like half an hour. Okay. I don't looking, know what to, I don't looking know. up or looking towards them? Both. Okay. Uh, 20. Okay. You hear a very light sort of skittering sound, as if something was crawling on rocks back towards where they are. Mm. Go ahead and roll me a d20 and a d20. Uh, odd what? Thirteen um, is what I got to say. What's that? I got a thirteen. Okay. Uh, what, are, uh, what was it? The listen. Listen. If you have listen, it'll be on oh, the here it is, plus two. So, uh, nineteen. Nineteen? Okay. So you just, you hear oh. the scattering back towards them, what you want to do? I'm going to try and sneak back to the camp. Okay. Roll your sneaky roll. Twenty-four. Twenty-four. Okay. So you... Sneaky, sneaky back towards, and again, I'm, in my mind, you're only like 20, 30 feet away. Mm-hmm. It's not like you're long. Yeah. Um, as you get closer, you can see that there is there, there are two large scorpions. They're probably about the size of a small dog, like a chihuahua, and they have come down the sides, and they're starting, one's crawling up next to him, and one's crawling up next to Grexel. So as you approach, there's basically a, a scorpion looking at Grexel's head, and there's one that's kind of crawled up on his back. Both of their stingers are like, Ready to go, but they're they're not doing anything, and that's what you see. Are they moving, or does it look like when I when I spot them, does it look like they they're in position? They've already, they're already in position, like they may have be like that for a little while. It looks well. It kind of like as you're sneaking up, you you kind of see them up here. Like okay. they, they, they the skittering was them coming down the sides. So by the time you can clearly see what's going on, they've already gotten into those positions. Well, they've got the knife around our throats, Evan. The end. How do we play a different game, guys? <laughs> it's the last night for a while. How about we just kill everybody? Um, I'm going to take out a throwing dagger, and then I'm going to pick up a rock. Okay. And I'm going to throw the rock as hard as I can over the camp and on the other side and see if I see if the scorpions react to it. Okay. Hopefully their reaction isn't... <laughs> <laughs> The noise, like, are you trying to make a lot of noise to see what they do, or are you trying to, mm-hmm. or, or like, they're the two guards in Star Star Wars, where you're just making a noise? Mm-hmm. Okay. No, like a big noise. Okay, so like their reaction is that their tail, like, it doesn't attack them, but it kind of like gets very agitated. So it's like moving around really quickly, and they might shift a little bit, but they don't like turn and follow it or run away. So now they're just mad. <laughs> All right, both of you guys roll d20s again. Uh, seven. Nineteen again. Okay, so you're still asleep. You start to wake up, so you actually kind of like, kind of raising up a little bit, and you kind of feel some pressure on your back, something's on there, but you're not sure what it is. Man. <laughs> I just have that vision of, uh... So you see him kind of like, mm-hmm. scorpion, <laughs> 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 like, like right <laughs> out of his eye, 
Did I gain weight? I feel a little heavy. Well, you're only like 45 pounds. This thing's probably like, like 10. So 25% of that's your body weight. Yeah. Man. I'm gonna... Drugs make me feel that light. <laughs> Sorry. That's right. He'll die first. <laughs> he could take a lot more damage. Don't metagame. Well. But he is... 12 times his size. <laughs> it's not... I'm not metagaming. I'm just saying, like, in this situation, who do I think is more vulnerable? Yeah. Mm-hmm. And it's from body, body weight. If it is a poison... Okay. 35 <laughs> pounds. 800 pounds. Uh, 500 pounds. Yeah, it's got a little more room to work in hell. <laughs> I'm going to um, switch... T- is my guest dagger doing anything? Do you want it to do anything? Basically, it's a dagger, and you can... Activate it where it becomes a flame dagger. A blue flame dagger. A blue flame dagger now. It used to be red. But I don't know if that does anything. No idea. It might heal people. <laughs> it's an enlargement! That <laughs> might be, a, <laughs> might be a, 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 like a scorpion call. Like a, <laughs> a bait or a tracker. Oh, I'm going to throw a dagger at the scorpion above Rob. Hopefully it doesn't hit me. Well, it could. Out of my eye. Hopefully if it hits you, you... <laughs> <laughs> That'll be on your tombstone. And then, homie never did drugs again. <laughs> or drug free for the his rest last, of his yeah, life. His last shot was a scorpion sting to the back. Is there any way that I can get off a successful throw to that scorpion and hit it and get off another throw and get off if like if it was silent or or if I used my crossbow and it was silent, could I If you did it and the other scorpion was completely unaware of what was going on, then yes. Uh, but when you throw your dagger or metagame, we are going to go into initiative, and the scorpion will have an initiative. Now, whether it attacks or holds, you won't know that till it's the scorpion's turn. Um, no well, it, if I'm going to try it too, then it'd be better to use my daggers, because if I pull out the crossbow, then i got to put it away and get out the dagger, or because I can't reload another boulder. Is it a heavy crossbow or a light crossbow? I don't know. It just says crossbow. What that one's supposed to do? Um, one... Um, five plus one d six. Oh, one d six damage. That's a light crossbow, so you can cock that with one hand. So you could have your dagger out. I'd, I'd be okay with that. All right, then I'm gonna shoot the crossbow with him. Okay. And then throw if and see what happens. Not at him. All right. So roll perception check. Uh, what should I put with that? Uh, spot. Okay. Uh, seventeen. Okay. So you see a figure. It's very dark, but it looks like they're pointing a crossbow at you. You don't know who it is. Yeah, oh yeah. I see the silhouette of a person doing this, doing that right at me as I'm going. <laughs> you may fire. There is a chance that you will hit Omi if you miss this scorpion. 18. Holy shit. Okay. <laughs> I mean, like, I almost want to be almost kind of like. Scream like a girl. Reaching for my dagger or something at my side or like right. getting ready to dodge or move or something. So you, you kind of see and sense at the same time that figure like, then you hear a thwing, so you're reaching for your dagger. About that time, you see this sort of like claw come across <laughs> the side of your head right as the bolt goes by your eye, hits it, and then it rolls off. Mischief. Holy shit. Yeah, roll Good roll initiative for perception though. checks, or... Um, yeah, go ahead and roll another uh, perception. Oh, man, my initiative is... My perception is, like, now. Okay. So, you hear kind of a commotion. Omi does kind of let out a bit of a scream. 
and your eyes pop open, and this one's like on your chest, like its claws are right near your eyes, and the the stinger is right above your forehead. So the first thing you see is a chihuahua-sized scorpion staring at your face. So that'll be your go ahead and roll initiative, but that'll be your initiative for this turn. So you'll go on your next turn. You can go. Alrighty. What a waste of a twenty. That sucks. Could be. Yeah, it's not a waste. I'll still go first. I mean, I'll still go first the next round. I got 18. Well, 13 plus 5. That doesn't matter to say 18. Do I not have your guys' uh... There's over there, so it's okay. Ah, here we go. Alright, Zane, what'd you get? 17. 20. What'd you get? 18. What about... My, my pet is not a common pet, right? So it doesn't... Mm-hmm. My Lil Grexel doesn't have any initiative, right? Right, no. That's what right. I thought. So your turn, you wake up and see this creature. Right. Only it's your turn. So you still don't know that the Zane. All you right. know is that there was a something on your face or by your head, and then they shot at you, and it's possible they missed well, and hit the creature. I see. Like I saw that claw, and then it rolled back. Yeah. So I want to, because I was reaching for my dagger, kind of go with the motion of everything. Mm-hmm. And I want to like, so I visualize. I see that scorpion, yeah, it, it and falls I just over. It's not dead. It's oh, dead. I know. I want to take my my knife or yeah. I just have my my dagger, my dagger and and slash its uh, stinger off. Okay. At least to you know get that out of the way, and then fillet it or you know give it the old stick and fork in it. All right, roll your attack first against the stinger. So that's sixteen. That's not enough to hit the stinger specifically. But you do stab into the creature, so you can go ahead and roll damage. Damn, one. Okay. You I, need you, pluses? I need you to roll damage for your attack, too. Uh, your attack, does it say a 1d4 plus something? It should say 1d4 plus your strength if you have. Minus 3. three uh, it just says, it says, attack my, and it says my attack damage. was plus 4, and then my damage is 1d4. Okay. okay. That's Actually, it's 1d4 plus... Oh, you did want the strength. Yeah. Okay. So two. Two. Okay. It's still not dead. Zane. So you see again, Omi kind of turn, whip out a dagger, and attack this. What did Grexel do? All he did was wake up on his turn. So he might have used the strength while I'm awake. Your initiative, he got a 20, didn't you? Yeah. Because I had the roll initiative to be part of the combat. But that doesn't mean you go. He'll go first Uh, next. Yeah, I'm going to go first next. His turn this round was to go. All right. So now I'm going to reload and shoot. The one at him. Okay. 24. That will hit as well. Three damage. So you hear a, a twang, and then the creature gets struck by something. It actually moves about three inches over, but it's still on your body, and it literally getting ready to sting you in the face. And now it's a strike, and it stings you in the face. Are you sure? Well, class is 10. <laughs> Alright, you take uh, two points of damage from the sting, and I need a constitution. Or do you have, honestly, they do saving throws again in D&D next, right? Uh, I think it's constitution. There's no save. There's okay. no save. A 16. So you see the creature sting Grexel in the face. Do you scream or holler or yell or anything because you just got stung in the face by it? I think I'm too surprised by this. Okay, so Grexel, it's now your turn. You said the scorpion is chihuahua-sized. About a chihuahua, so it's not that big. What other? What this is what I want to do. I want to grab the scorpion and throw it as far as I can. Okay. I don't know what the rules are. With that. Uh, well, first would be like a grapple. 
I got a four plus something. Okay. So you, you managed to grab a hold of it, but it instinctively stings you again, and you have to let it go. I get one damage. So two points of damage, and then roll me another. Uh, okay. Eight. Oh, me. Uh, the volley thing with uh, the daggers arranged. Yeah, that's only for your bow, though. Oh, okay. Uh, Braids is bow. Melee is I mean, you, you can throw a dagger as melee, but I, I'm pretty sure that the volley. I have, a th- I have my throwing dagger. You can throw a dagger, but I still, I'm, I'm pretty sure that the volley is. The volley is like out. the volley is like throwing multiple arrows, not throwing multiple daggers. It does say we make a ranged weapon attack. Throwing a dagger would be a ranged throw. You need multiple though. Yeah, you'd have to have multiple daggers. How many? How many? How many hours do you? What's the damage? Or how many hours do you throw with that? Yeah. Well, the other thing is each additional creature has to be within five feet of that target. So unless you're also going to shoot Grexel and the Scorpion, I really wouldn't. Uh, like they have to be next to each other for you to shoot two things. All right. Um, so you could hit Grexel, Grexel, and the Scorpion. Well, <laughs> I still have my Scorpion beside me, though. Yeah, and it's not dead. Can but your expert dead. dice be used for different me. things than my expert dice? Oh. So I need to look up. And I had a question again, too, because I can't remember. What do you mean? Let me see. How did I get Let that really powerful? Well, my, my short bow is just 1d6 worth of damage. Mm-hmm. But you how did universe? I get the? Uh, oh yeah, I don't know. Was it my happened. sneak attack? Yeah, if you have sneak attack, you do a shit ton of damage. Yeah, it was like five d six. But I can't. Okay, what's your own class? Anyway, so it it's upper oh. left. Yeah, it doesn't matter. I think because I don't, I didn't know what armor you were wearing. Does he have leather or not? Stop listening. I may not have armor. Uh, you would have something. Uh, he has decks, so I was going to add a bunch. Yeah. Uh, we'll say leather either way. That that's going to be high enough. The scorpion tries to sting you as it flips over, but it it doesn't penetrate. Like, it basically hits your armor and kind of sticks in there and it pulls it back out. Okay. And where it hit you, there's actually almost like a little sizzling sound. Ooh. Like, it's burning as much as anything else. All right. All right. That would be Grexel's turn. You know, you, I went backwards in time. You did that. So now it's your turn. All right. Is my arrow and my bow and arrow, I would assume, it's It's nearby, yeah. I want to, while it's doing that, I'm going to stand back, get it, and have a good, clean shot Okay. right on it. Right. So you're just going to kind of perp or uh, yep. stick it to the ground? Yep. Damn it all the hell. Twelve. Missed. Zane. Um, he threw the scorpion? Yeah, he yeah. tried to grab it, and the scorpion stung him. And he's engaged in combat with it? Like, he's squared off against the scorpion <laughs> on yeah. the ground? Alright, I'm going to try and run to the scorpion and stick it with my dagger. And, um, what can I use the expert dice for? For a rogue, you should have some maneuvers to give your character sheet. Um, opportunist, peritexting, expert attack. Those are the uh, maneuvers. So you basically take your dice and that's what you can do. These are, these are the, what I can do with the expert, uh, expertise expertise dice? Yes. How often do you get to use that expert? Every round. So I could have used my... But it runs out, though, right? Mm-hmm. You use it and you get them back. back. So oh. I roll 2d6, and I just add that to... Like, I rolled that 4, and then whatever I rolled with those d6, that would have bumped up my thing plus that 8, plus my attack. You, eight. you get damage not to attack. So it would have been... If you hit, you can do more damage. But I don't think okay. that there's one that makes it easier to hit. Well, yeah. The precise shot. Can I get in position to try and do a sneak attack? You wouldn't. Be able to, you'd have to be able to flank it. It wouldn't be a sneak attack, but if you have flanking, it would also count. 
Um, but yes, as small as I've described the ravine, you should be able to get on the other side of it. Alright, then that's what I'm going to do. And I'm going to attack, hit it with my guest dagger. So when I pull out my guest dagger, I'm, in my head I'm thinking, I'm, it's like, I don't know, this thing seems magical to me in some way, but I have no it's idea It's not magical, you, it's gift. You know, it's mm-hmm. the equivalent of technology. I don't know what term we would use in the game. But you know it's not magical, but it has abilities or powers or grandpa with a smartphone <laughs> <laughs> how about face poke me <laughs> i'm thinking in my head kill the scorpion okay and then uh 10 okay uh what is your normal plus on your dagger it's plus two right four i'm well the, the dagger itself plus seven attack yeah, yeah. Right. plus seven <laughs> it's, it's on your own character your dagger was a plus two dagger that's where some of those numbers are coming from um so, so when you swing your dagger, a couple of things happen. One, you miss. Two, it actually grows, so it's now a short sword. Ah! <laughs> <laughs> so you drop it, and then shrinks back up. And then I pick it back up. And well, you get some of it. And nothing happens. Well, you missed. Mm-hmm. But so, but it's probably what happened is that you swung it; it actually got bigger, so you you would have hit on the far like side. Of it. Kind of. So it grows to the size of a short sword. So it's a plus three short sword. So I get rid of this plus seven. The, it, I no longer have a gist dagger. Well, you do. Which is a plus seven to attack. It's a plus two gist dagger, or a plus three short sword. So, but this this plus seven to attack. So it, would, it would away. become a plus eight. So One is a sword sword. When it's a yes. dagger, it's going to stay a plus seven. Yeah. So you need two on G gist dagger plus seven, gist short sword plus eight. Okay. So you get a plus eight to your roll, which is still you roll. It's a three. called the dagger of confusion. <laughs> yes, exactly. <laughs> <laughs> it's a dagger of what? And the, exactly, the that's what it's called. No, the damage would go up uh, to a short sword damage, which is more, and it's a plus three, which would be more. Give me the stats, because you'll be confused. I think it's short sword is D6. So what's your plus damage? Let's start with that. What's your plus damage? Four. Nice, five. So write that down. It's going to be whatever it is, plus five. And to hit, it's plus seven for your dagger, so nice plus eight for your mm-hmm. short sword. Well, what's the damage dice for the for a short That's sword? That's what he's looking at. I, I bet he's a d6, but... Okay. So your armor class, Rob, is 16. Thank you, sir. You're welcome. Short sword is 1d6. Again, but it's a plus 3 short sword, so it's 1d6. Can you still get stealth attacks and stuff using the short sword? Yes. Is D&D next limited to daggers yep. only for rogues? Yep. Whoa. That's huge. That's what she said. Okay. okay. So you missed. So it's now the creature's turn. So creature number one, and two, it's going to attack Zane. Since you kind of overslung, it's going to try to sting your hand. Armor class of 17. Top Are you left. wearing armor? 14. Hit. Okay. So you take one point of damage. I need a constitution check. 15. It hurts pretty bad. That, that seems to be all. Grexel. Am I holding the scorpion? Yeah. So you kind of grabbed a hold of it and then it's done. I you. am chucking it. Okay. Like a baseball. Hey, you don't have to roll anything. You just chuck it like a baseball. Well, actually, throw me a strength. I'm not necessarily, I mean, you're not, you're not going to, even if you roll one, you're not going to fail, but just give an idea. Three. Okay. So, Plus five is eight. Right. So you throw it 80, 90 feet up, way away. It's gone. Tell me. All right. What am I looking at after that scorpion? So you now have Zane on the other side of you. So you were flanking the scorpion. It's still alive. It just stung Zane. So didn't I have a flanking ability where I can you get your sneak attack if you're flanking? So you can do your extra damage. So, so if anyway, you that hit I can it, make sure I 
Well, I have the precise shot, but that only does half. You don't have abundance here because you you're flanking. Okay. Yeah, you get plus Hope, two. Watch me roll like a twenty too. Well, I want to do the sneak attack. Okay. So you roll 2d20 and choose the highest because you have advantage. Well, we're going to roll that again there. That was a 5. And a 2. <laughs> <laughs> Alright, so we'll take the... Whoops, sorry. You'll take the 5. Starting to keep bumping into the legs there. Uh, I'll take the 5, so 5 plus 8. 13. So 13. And then do I? what do I you get, get to? Plus 2 because you're flanking. No, 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 that's right. Go. You get advantage, guys. Been seven weeks since I played this. Sorry. So yes, uh, you missed. God bless it all. All right. So it's Zane's turn. Keeps missing. I'm, I'm going to take my movement and I'm going to move behind Zane. <laughs> okay. So I did screw something up. We're not going to go back in time, but you should have had advantage when you were flanking, so you should have rolled twice. But if I have flanking, I have an advantage. But you don't because he left. But then I use my attack dice for opportunists. Would I roll two dice and add? Yes. What does opportunist say? <clears throat> Use dice to add an attack bonus only if you have opportunity of attack. And yes. But you don't have that now because he... Wait, only if you have an opportunity to attack? Mm-hmm. No, when you have opportunity to attack or... Yeah, opportunist. Use dice to add an attack sense. bonus only if you have opportunity of attack. Okay. So that's when you when somebody's moving by, you can, yeah. you can use oh, opportunist. Okay. So not in that situation. Yeah. It's, like a, it's, it's my awesome. turn. Yes, and you know you're flanking because he ran away like a little chicken. And so for my attack, I don't have. There's no way for me to get a bonus to my attack right now. No. So I'll swing my dagger or short sword. Yeah, right now it's short sword. Yeah, I, I'm still confused. Yeah. So it's plus eight to attack. Okay, so I'm going to swing it at the creature. Missed again. All right. It's the creature's turn. It's going to try to... Uh, this Benadryl are putting me to sleep, I'm just warning you. Sorry. Okay. Felt good when I got here. It uh, tries to sting you, but it does not hit. Grexel, you're starting to feel a little woozy. starting to feel a little bit of pain from the sting, so it's basically right in your forehead. It feels like, it's almost like it's on fire. It's like stinging. Uh, I want to... How far away is it for me? Like five 10, feet? 10, 15 feet at most. I want to run and suck a kick that scorpion away. <laughs> okay. You get up, you're boom, boom, boom. Roll your attack roll. Go ahead and roll me a dexterity check. Okay, so you didn't Charlie Brown, which is kind of what I was hoping would happen. <laughs> yeah, I was hoping <laughs> <laughs> So you run up and you try to kick it and you just miss. So you kick over top of it. So you're now, Gregs will stand next to you. And I have a third eye. <laughs> In fact, his wizardry is <laughs> You have a horrible pimple on your head. <laughs> Omi. Alright, let's try this again here. So just for, the, just for the record, this was supposed to be just a really quick little fight. <laughs> a stupid freaking scorpion. Yeah. Alright, we're gonna uh can I step alongside and I'll try So you're gonna move back into position? I'm gonna move back into position and now I'm you gonna... can flung either with yeah. me or with yeah. Yeah. Either one, and I'm gonna I'm gonna shoot this. Okay, I think you have the ability to, to do that with your bow. Most people don't, but I think one of your skills is that you can flank with a bow. I'm pretty sure. So we won't worry about it. We'll just assume you can. Okay. So go ahead and roll two d20. Not rolling old red this time. There you go. Good roll again. Yeah. Oh yeah. Roll, roll again in case you have a crit. You can always crit. Ten. Okay. So you, you shoot it. Roll your damage. Oh man, what it, uh, I don't even know what it, the extra. Uh, so, 
Well, it's 1d6, but since I'm doing the sneak attack... It's like uh, crap ton damage. Oh, it's, it doesn't he just uh, add t6 for t See, I was curious on the back there, because it didn't say definitively how much. So it should be however many... Yeah, 2d6. So, so basically you get 3d6 damage. Alright, that's enough. Yep. Yeah. Stick it, staple it to the ground. And just lays out, its tail whips for a little while, and then lays out flat. And then turns into another scorpion. <laughs> exactly. Three scorpions. Then it lunges in the air and grabs onto your face. And <laughs> bigger and flats its eggs. <laughs> I need, I've seen that I, I need someone to suck the poison out of my forehead. Did he kill the other one? Well, he threw it away like a football. <laughs> now, you would know that a lot of times the, the tribes will send out scouts ahead of their whole tribe. In the form of scorpions? Well, they often use scorpions as weapons. Like, the elves and scorpions are almost like a... Like, they train them, they use them, they keep them as pets. So there's a very good chance that there's an elf scout somewhere nearby. Suck the poison out! Shh! Grexel, be quiet. We have to keep our voices down. It hurts! You have to keep... It's it, keep your... it does hurt. A lot. There's, I'm feeling woozy. If you're, not, if you're not quiet, there's there's probably elves. I'm trying to start squishing it out like a pimple. Okay. Oh, it's him. It really hurts. And your whole forehead is really, really hot. I'm dying! Should I do a, a, some sort of check on him to see how bad it is? Uh, you can do a wisdom check or healing check. Do a wisdom check. 13. Your experience with, with the scorpions, because you would have had some with your family, uh, they're very, very potent poison, but based on the size of that creature, you don't think it's going to be deadly for him. But the fact that it was next to his forehead <laughs> does complicate it. It's probably going to affect him mentally for a little while. He's probably going to be dizzy and confused uh, and probably have like some symptoms for uh, at least a day or two. Okay. Mental retardation. <laughs> you can't get dumb as like so, okay, How does that... So Grexel, it's like... He tries smart. It's like that Transformers episode when Grimlock becomes a genius. So all of a sudden you're, you're a super genius. So it's probably not going to kill you. But it's going to hurt for a The days. years of bacon okay. grease around your brain. It's still late Protected. What the hell was that all about? Be quiet. We need to we need to get all of our stuff together. You need to suck the poison out of my funny. forehead. We need to get all of our stuff together. You're going to... You have to just deal with it for a little just while. Just suck it. Get all of our stuff together. We're Can leaving right now. Just suck it. We're leaving. Come on, let's go. Are you supposed to suck the poison out? No. Are you sure? No, that's the worst thing you can do. You're supposed to go like this. Push it in so it just goes away. I'm going to take the stinger and I'm going to cut it off. And then I'm going to dip the tips of my arrows in the poison. Yeah. The elves do that too. So when you get shot by elven arrows, they have poison. <laughs> just saying. I was just thinking that you never had a character that didn't take souvenirs off of the things that it killed. <laughs> Even his character Uh-oh. needs to be a nomad. I don't, think, no I don't think that's a character trait anymore. I think that's just part of Rob's personality. <laughs> he loves trophies. Alright. Come on, get all your stuff together. We're leaving. There's no time to, there's no time to talk. <laughs> that's not helping, and now your hand actually kind of burns. Alright, we're going to get everything together. And, it's spreading. Keep moving as fast as we can through the night. Okay. You don't oh. see any scouts, but not that you probably would. I tell little Grexel to eat the scorpion. You got, you got stung in the forehead, Grexel. Yes. I just wanted him to have a little bit of, a little bit of, an, like an anaphylactic 
reaction <laughs> where his, for, like his face swells like, up like a, a little bit of a balloon and his hand is a little swollen but it looks ridiculous but it, yeah it would swell up a little bit so your, your forehead is actually even more prominent so you definitely look like a mongoloid so you guys take off through the desert you're incredibly well rested you feel a little dizzy but physically you're pretty well rested you, you slept pretty much for the full six hours you not so much because you only got like four hours of sleep but that's enough that you're not going to worry about fatigue today. If you don't get any sleep tonight, then tomorrow we would start looking at some negatives on your attacks uh, and defenses. So you get up, you're running through the night, you're running towards the tower. It's harder to go as fast. Being dark, you just got to be careful, and there are other dangers that you're going to want to avoid. But right about dawn, as the sun is rising, you guys enter what would have been a courtyard at the base of the Stone Fort Tower. So it, apparently the tower itself was almost like, a, not only say a city, there's like a community, so there's like a wall, stone wall at three feet high that encircles the entire thing, and there's buildings on either side of the tower. So Did you say three feet or 30 feet? Three feet. Three feet. Three feet. Three feet. So like a little half hedgerow hedge wall, okay. but it's made of stones. And then, so again, like you walk through like a little, like, like a gate, and there's like a building over here that was probably a shop. There's a building over here that might have been a house or a home or whatever type of thing, maybe an inn. They're all low first level or one level story buildings and then probably another 50, 60 feet ahead of you is the tower itself. Go ahead and roll me a perception check. Everybody? Yeah. 17. Uh, Crit with a 2. Okay. 5. Okay. So you, again, walking up on this thing, it's just like, oh, you just can't help but stare at the tower. You guys, maybe not quite as enthralled with it or kind of looking around a little bit more. And off to what would be your right, which I guess would be east, you see just a whole whole row of elves. Some are riding like camels, some are riding scorpions. There's probably a good hundred of them. They're maybe two, three hundred yards away, and they're just, they're all stopped, and they're all just looking towards you guys. They're looking at us? Yeah. And we're, so it's like in a, the, we're in the open. Well, you're right next to the, to the city, so I mean, you could take two steps and be inside. Where you can cover, but it's just like the old Wild West, where like the cowboys are trying along. All of a sudden, there's just the whole Indian, yeah, uh, I know, yeah. Indian nation looking at them. That's basically what you're looking at now. There's just a whole row of elves staring up at you. You're just looking at the I tower. Like, just oh. want to be like behind that wall. <laughs> okay. Well, you're already this tall. Yeah, so you, you're, <laughs> yeah you're fine. <laughs> so what do you guys want to do? Uh, I'm gonna hide on the side of this wall, and Zane, you can take your piece. Isn't that what we're kind of hoping on? What? What do you mean? Well, we've got a tribe of elven warriors. Yeah. Yeah. They're they're sitting up there probably wondering what we're doing. And a moving mountain. I I haven't... All I know is I'm just going to hide on the other side of this wall. Uh, And hope to God they didn't see me. (laughs) I jump over the wall, and I want to run to the tower and talk to them and say, Tug, I'm it. (laughs) Thanks. So you see Grexel or um, Hurdle over the, the wall, and he starts pounding through the little <laughs> courtyard area. Um, once you get past the probably five or six rows of buildings, there's an opening like a courtyard, and in the center there's just this huge, elegant fountain. You know, it's elven carving, nature, and animals, all kinds of crazy stuff. Bone dry, sand all over it. No water's flowed out of this thing for probably 900 years, but it's still immaculately no cracks, no nothing. It's beautiful. The tower is directly on the other side of it, probably another 20, 30 feet past it. The tower is huge, easily 200 feet around at the base, and very little narrowing as it goes up, and it's about 600 feet tall. 
Man, that's Do really I, high. I want to reach the door and touch it. Okay, as you run up, you go to touch the door, except there is no door. It's just a, an opening that goes into the tower. I'll still touch the wall and say, Tag, I'm it. Okay. You hear it correctly. Tag, I'm it. I just shake my head and I just wonder why I was cursed to travel with this idiotic thing. Guys, there's no door. He is under the influence. So, but everything, everybody's just looking at us right now, right? Yeah. Now they're really looking at us. Yeah. There's no door. Well, there's a door, but there's no door. They know I'm. They know we're here, so. Finders keepers. I'm just gonna walk to where Grexel is, acting like I don't see them. <laughs> <laughs> okay. So you're gonna pretend to be a three-year-old. Mm-hmm. Okay. Cover your eyes. All right. So uh, Zane is walking towards the tower casually. I don't wanna like focus. See if I can. What What am I seeing? What What am I seeing? These again, classic Western scene. They're all well. They're not riding towards you. They're all just watching you. So they're all either standing on horses. Some are on scorpions or other camels on horses. Some are riding giant scorpions, like the size of like a pony, and they're all just staring at you. But they're not making any moves. They're not drawing weapons. They're just watching. Is there any way that I can kind of scramble over to where they're at without really being seen? They're like 300 feet away from you. And it's pretty flat. Here. A two foot tall person, three hundred feet away, <laughs> is really hard to see behind a three foot. No, I, I thought you went towards them. Oh, like no, the no. Elves. oh no, no! I want to. I thought you were going to see on the Drexel. No, okay. I want to yes. get to them without being seen. Until by you get them. to the courtyard, you can hide pretty well from the buildings. It's not really an issue. Once you get to the courtyard and the fountain, you'll be more. So you're walking through again. Buildings. They look a lot like they were probably in use. Like you see tools that were laid out. Uh, you just. Trying to think of a way to try this. Basically, it looks like whatever happened happened really quick, and the people either died or were taken away. But you don't see skeletons, there's no bodies, but it looks, I mean, you can imagine in five minutes the place could be bustling with activity. Like, it just looks like it's being used. It just, there's no people, if that makes any sense. Is there sun everywhere? Yeah, I mean, just like, you know, a lot dusting. It's not like there's not like pounds of sand that are sitting in corners or anything like that. So, so there's you, just an open door, right? Yes. Or a door with others. So at, at, at the tower, yeah. So you walk through, you go to the courtyard, you see this again beautiful elven fountain, dry as a bone, dust covering it, and you see Grexel standing at the tower. Again, it's like 200 feet around. And you see the door like this. Take a step in the tower. He takes a step in the tower. at our website, dndacademy.com. You can check out previous podcasts at our website and subscribe to future ones on iTunes. If you have a suggestion for a topic, we'd love to hear it. Email your ideas to podcast at dndacademy.com and you can connect with us on Twitter at dnd underscore academy. As always, thanks for listening and remember, if you're having fun, you're doing it right.